So welcome along to the recap at the end of week 40. Um, well done on getting into the New Testament. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I know a lot of people I've been speaking to have been looking forward to this for a while. Again, I'll repeat, it's taken us into October to get into that. And so there is a huge importance placed on the Old Testament. And it's something that we should um, at least read through, get to know, try and find out characteristics of God and the nature of God through it. It's there for a reason. Uh, and although we automatically jump to the New Testament and all that it means and the, the, the centrality of Jesus to it, we still want to give the Old Testament its place and find out the background and the history because what we'll see is that some of these writers and some of the New Testament, in fact lots of the New Testament, assumes that we already know that. And so if we jump straight into the New Testament, we miss lots of the nuances, lots of the little subtle pointers that the writers are giving. Uh, and now that we've done the Old Testament, we'll maybe see a little bit more of that. But well done getting this far, and I hope you've enjoyed being in the New Testament. Um, I'll say a quick hello to Leonora and Eileen out in Jamaica. I know they've been thoroughly looking forward to the New Testament, uh, and I think that the uh, the view that, they, that she has and they have maybe reflects a lot of ours, that it's uh, it's kind of we just look forward to getting out of the Old Testament, which is, which is true, and it's taken a while to get there. But we hope that uh, you enjoy it now. You're in the New Testament and Leonora, you're in the sun. Um, so we're going to look at the four Gospels, which we've been doing for the last week. Again, this is where we see the chronological nature of this Bible and the way we're reading through. It can be hard to listen to it sometimes or maybe just uh, it's good and that it reinforces. We go through a lot of the, the same stories. There is a lot of jumping about. And that's the benefit of having the podcast version. If you're trying to follow this along in your Bible via Twitter or, or any other reading plan, you're going to have to jump back and forwards and it can be very uh, choppy and, and stop start. Whereas this, when you're listening to it, you're just have it, having to listen and acknowledge that they're coming from different places. Um, but I just want to show that the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, which we've been going through the four, these are the the Gospels about Jesus, about all that he's done. They've a parallel in the ancient world that was called the Bios, and that was the ancient biography, really. Whereas nowadays we focus on the physical description and maybe the psychological thinking and development, personally, of a, a biography of a person in a biography. What the Bios in this ancient world looked at and highlighted were the key events that surrounded a person and their teaching. And that's very much what... The Gospels do their their stories. It's a it's the Gospel, the good news about Jesus, about what he's done, and the key characters are Jesus and God, and Jesus as the Son of God and Son of Man, as we'll talk about at some stage. And though they are historical writings, they are not always presented in a strict chronology, chronology, chronological fashion. Mix those two words up there, chronology, and that's what we'll see. Um, you'll have the sharp-eared among you. I don't know what the sharp eyes of a hawk, ears of a falcon maybe uh, well i've heard that we don't the chronology in the four of them doesn't go along nicely at the same time and so we're jumping into maybe matthew 4 and then we're going to do matthew 8 and then back into luke and so all these uh, stories that we find aren't nicely put into to separate uh, just separate gospels in the same order they're different uh, and they're up in a different fashion and they're presented especially in that way we're told, uh, and this is out of the ESV, even though the Gospels offer varying accounts, they all share the view that Jesus is the promised Messiah. 
uniquely related to God to bring his promise and salvation. Matthew, Mark and Luke have all characteristics that are similar. John's very different, but that's not to say it's wrong. What we see as we look at them, the four and the way I think of it is if, if you and I were to witness something, to witness maybe an event, to witness maybe an occasion, maybe it's a sporting event, maybe it's a, a thing, a story in the news, maybe it's a, a, a car crash. Uh, think of an event, just get a picture of an event in your mind. And if you and I were to witness that same event, we would probably pick out different things to do with it. I might pick out certain features of a, a man or certain features of a car or certain features of that sporting event or a particular person that I like in that sporting event. You might pick out something completely different. If you're a woman, say it's a wedding actually, if you're a woman you'll know the colour of the bridesmaids dresses whereas most men, once you go home and you're asked what colour were the bridesmaids dresses, you have absolutely no idea. All that you can remember is that they weren't white. Um, and so that's there's different perspectives. People pick up different things and take on board different things. And as they're telling stories, they have reasons for telling it in the way that they do. And that's exactly what we see in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. They have different viewpoints. They have different things in mind. They have different audiences in mind as they're trying to write. And so it's not that they're contradictory. It's not that they're completely different. And so they can't be right or one must be wrong and one must be right. They're just different different versions, different perspectives, different meaning behind them as to who and what they're writing for. And a lot of that, as we uh, dealt with and, and heard about in the last recap, a lot of that has to do with the political and social um, characteristics of their culture. And they have those in mind as well. Matthew's major concern is Jesus' relationship to Israel and explaining Israel's rejection of them, and I'll just sorry say that the story as it unfolds does not represent a conflicting account, but simply a distinct perspective on how to, how to highlight who he is and what he has done. So Matthew draws on Jesus' relationship to Israel and Israel's rejection of him. Mark, which is generally regarded as the first gospel to be written, although they think there might be a Q gospel which hasn't been found, but out of the four that we have, Matthew's thought to be the first, and it's an outline of Jesus' ministry, which has structure through his life uh, and in topical rather than chronological arrangement look as he writes to Theophilus um, he centers on God's plan and uses parables Jesus parables more than any other and then John his fourth his gospel the fourth gospel in, in order is em to emphasize Jesus as the sent one from God and so there's all these different you know, little nuances little reasons that they're writing they're actually, these names that we have for them are guesses, I suppose. None of them really know um, the authors. The authors aren't named at the start, but throughout history, it's been it's been concluded that these are the writers. Um, and so that's why we have those names. Uh, and of course, they really shouldn't be dipped in and out of. They should be read as full books. And for example, Luke, as he writes to Theophilus in, in his book, it, it's not a, a look at this chapter and look at this verse. It's a writing a letter to Theophilus to tell him about all the things that he studied and learned uh, and seen. But what I want to do for a few minutes um, to finish this off, I have a synoptis, synoptis, synopsis of the four Gospels, which um, is a book that you can get, which holds almost like we're doing. It sets out 
a chronological version of the Gospels and puts them side by side so you can see all those things happening. We've covered a little bit of that already and I want to just look at the baptism of Jesus just because it points out to us how the different stories, uh, how the Gospels differ slightly. We have different phraseology. We have John who says in Matthew that I need to be baptised by you but you come to me and Jesus answered let it be so for now. In Mark that's not really mentioned at all. It just says Jesus came up. doesn't mention any of John's words. Similarly in Luke doesn't mention any of John's words. Whereas in John, and this isn't written by the John the Baptist, this is written by one of the disciples of Jesus called John, just to confuse us slightly. Um, the next day, John sees Jesus coming towards John the Baptist and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one of whom I said after me comes a man who ranks above me, for he was before me. I myself did not know him, which is strange, because it's mentioned that he kicks his mother Elizabeth in his stomach. But for this I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. So we've got very different versions of what John says or what does. But the element of centrality, the baptism of Jesus, still remains. In Matthew it says Jesus was baptized. He immediately went up and from behold the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove. That's mentioned in Mark. That's mentioned in Luke. That's also mentioned in John. Slightly different wording but still we see the heavens open and descending on him in a bodily form as a dove. In Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we we see this statement, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Exactly, well, slightly some different words in Mark, thou art my beloved son with thee, I am well pleased. That's the same in Luke. Uh, and then in, we don't actually see those words, but we see that he has been born witness that this is the son of God. And so there's just a very quick, they're different versions of the same event. We simply see how one person has recorded it in one way, another has recorded it in a, in a different way, uh, and some overlaps, but generally the stories are the same. But as we go through, um, I know it's going to be hard to listen to the same things over again. It's even harder to read it over and over again. But in the next recap, we'll look into well, why are they talking about these in specific ways? Why are they using these words? Uh, and we'll take a story and look at those. So if there's a story that comes up over the next two weeks that you would like to know a little bit more about, if there's a story that you would like to focus on to see why they use different words or why things are said in particular ways, get in touch with me. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed being in the New Testament. Um, if you want to listen back to the last recap, 39 as well, even a couple of times as we go through it's the one that tells us about the, the political and cultural and religious the cultural religious culture of that time and social culture uh, and how these different gospels speak into that. I, I would recommend doing that and if you want to know more, get in touch. But hope you enjoy this next week, 41 of the New Testament.